you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Poxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain... We'll bring you something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's week's episode, we explore Gasthofs and Hofbrauhaus, which are two German beer halls. Uh, Specifically, the Hofbrauhaus we are talking about is part of the chain, but it is in Newport, Kentucky, where I experienced it. And Gasthofs is in northeast Minneapolis. Uh, We are also going to taste a Bauhaus... Bauhaus... Bauhaus. Bauhaus Wonder Stuff, and then discuss a Ratskeller and the... Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. German words are insane to pronounce. Anyway. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. I kind of just want to say Gesundheit to you. (laughs) After you said, try to say Reinheitsgebot and a lot of those other German words. uh, The stupid part is there's enough German in me. And I took two years of German when I was in high school. And I just don't remember. I I think I have less German in me than you. And I can still pronounce some of those Mm -hmm. better than you. It we, my family, didn't really speak German post my dad's father's mother. Gotcha. So my great grandmother still had like still was taught a lot of the like folk songs from where her parents' grandparents had grown up uh, before they emigrated, and then he learned them in German as a child but didn't transfer any of the rest of the language to us from there uh, my grandfather has a wonderful story when he and my grandmother went to uh, went to like Bavaria um, there was like they were singing traditional folk songs in a bar in their traditional drinking songs and he was able to sing along with them and then he had a lot of people come up to him and just start speaking in German and he had to be like I don't I don't speak any of this. I just know the songs. I know I know how to say the words right because of how it is with the song, because I mm-hmm. learned it as a child and I've not forgotten. But outside of that, I've got nothing. Yeah. It's like singing uh, Irish folk songs in dialect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, uh, Aaron, um, tell me a little bit about Hofbrauhaus. Hofbrauhaus, um, it is a chain of of German beer halls. Uh, again, the one that I went to was in Newport, Kentucky. Uh, it's when I was working in Cincinnati, and it was kind of my first real escape from the the like day to day constant work. Uh, and it was the, really the first time that like the group of us from the office had gone out. Um, as a group, because, you know, there was the couple of us that had moved from Minnesota to there, and then there was the the few that we had hired locally, and we all went there on the recommendation of one of the, the people we were working with. And, you know, they had uh, they had a live band um, that played a mix of polka and, like, classic rock, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Not uncommon, but no. it was it was really interesting. Um, 
and you know, I I think I was just whis- like drinking whiskey, whiskey soda or whiskey seven at the time. Um, I I still don't drink a lot of beer. Um, and everybody else was you know drinking giant you know lagers and, uh, and were they drinking them out of boots? They weren't drinking them out of boots. Boots were available, but it was more like a like large table situation or kind of a, a challenge gotcha. rather than a you, here's your giant boot that is a liter and a half yeah. kind of situation well because like like for me um boots are kind of like this thing that you get when you want to get mono because mm-hmm. like for for our listeners that are not um that don't live in like a, a, a climate an area that an area with... that has like a german population mm-hmm um, it, at German restaurants, you can get like a, or have not seen the movie Beer Fest. But um, even if you've seen the movie Beer Fest, you, like Das Boot was done as a single person. Yeah. And it's not that way in, um, in like a German beer hall kind of way. The boot is actually meant to be a thing that's passed around mm-hmm. from person to person where you take and a even sip. Table to table, yeah, yeah. Even table to table or you take a sip and you kind of pass it along. So it really is you swapping your spit with everybody around you. Mm hmm. Friends, family, coworkers, yep. strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do, because I remember at Gas Toss, they do have the like smaller boot that is more just like a like a Yeah, like it's a like a liter. mug, like a it's liter a, mug. It's a big liter mug, mm-hmm. but it's shaped like a boot and it's a whole thing. Yeah, which is cool. But yeah, um, it's, you know, we didn't do a boot for the table when we when we did that. I think, because I did a, uh, like, my, like my sister's work had a big thing at Gas Toss once. Um, and I think there was a boot that was passed around that night, but I still didn't drink beer and I wasn't about to like put myself in that situation. You weren't going to start with a boot? No, no. You weren't going to start Canadian? I don't even know what that means. You weren't going to start with a boot? A boot? (laughs) I'm sorry to our Canadian (laughs) listener. (laughs) Our one Canadian listener. Hopefully there's more. Um, no, so Gastoff is a bar that or is a restaurant that's in. It's a restaurant with a bar in its basement. The mm-hmm. restaurant, the bar in the basement is called the Keller Bar, and it is a twenty-one plus bar. Yep. Um, but the upstairs area is a restaurant that, like, a family style restaurant, mm-hmm. like, is a truly German style restaurant with like family style food. I mean, they do like individual servings, mm-hmm. but a lot of their food is intended to be shared. Yeah, and like the cool part about their menu is it is truly like traditionally traditionally german German food Mm -hmm. i mean like there's nothing really on here that on here that is anything it's yeah it's like there might be chicken tenders and like a a cheeseburger on the the kids like the kids menu has like Mm -hmm. a hamburger and stuff but for like anybody that's not a kid like it's basically sausages like pork chops Mm -hmm. like you know, it's basically meat and potatoes. You know, the stuff that makes schnitzel. you fat. Schnitzel. <laughs> Love me some schnitzel. I, I shouldn't actually say that. I don't want to talk about like body image issues. I, I really mean like like I mean stuff that's really meant to like like uh like real good mm-hmm. hearty food. Well, and it's also it it comes from a tradition of agriculture mm-hmm. and you know long working days where you need heavier carb loaded meals to be able to keep going without falling over yeah i mean there's a lot of german food is built around potatoes Mm -hmm. you know you have uh like croquettes you have uh, mashed potatoes you have uh, spatzel you have Mm -hmm. potato dumplings you have um like like noodles like Mm -hmm. you have all kinds of like potato based things that you can eat Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I mean, if you're going to make a carb donation to your belly, oh, a German restaurant German is a place to go, yeah. especially if, you know, you've got your German beer and you've got your German food. And you've got your giant soft pretzels. Oh, my gosh. I love the giant soft pretzel pretzels. Now, I didn't see it on the menu anymore, but there used to be an eating challenge at Gastoff where you would eat like the thing that's intended for like two people. Or four. Or four even. Yeah. All by itself. It's like a giant pretzel with like four sides. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like I think there was like sauerkraut and, yeah. and slaw. Yeah. And something else. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a, actually a man versus food challenge video out there mm-hmm. that you can watch on YouTube. Um, if we can find it, I don't know if there is an actual YouTube video of it. But, but if, we can try we'll, and link we'll, it. We'll look for it and yeah. we'll link it in the show notes if we find it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty epic to watch. Yeah, it's it's a gigantic pretzel. Yeah, and speaking of German beer, um, there is a local brewery um, that is actually also in Northeast called Bauhaus. And we're going to go ahead and open up the Wonder Stuff, which is a new Bohemian Pilsner. Yes, so um, I picked this one, Aaron. Oh, hold on. Oh, that was so pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked this one. Oh, hold on. Oh, that was not good at all. Hang on, this, the next one's going to be a heavier pour because I'm pouring very little for me and much more for you. Yeah, we're not getting that. Yeah, Sorry. Well. Welcome to silence when pouring. <laughs> Welcome to silent but pouring. <laughs> um, no, There's so um, I picked this one because uh, Aaron, for the past couple of times I've had him try beer, I've had him try a couple of like IPA beers, and I thought I'd give him a little bit of break. So Bauhaus, um, as a brewery, tries to do um, real German-style beers um, in that they do uh, lagers. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lager is a cold-fermented beer. Um, yes. Versus an ale, which is you normally call a warmer-temperature-fermented beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually picked... They, they named themselves after the German um, style of expressionism and art. I knew it was an mark? art movement. I knew it was an yeah. art movement... But I really want to just go with the cool prog rock band. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is going to be a, a, a Pilsner. And a Pilsner is a light, refreshing, crisp beer. It'll have a little bit of that like citrus flavor to it. Um, a traditional Pilsner is made like a true traditional Pilsner is a Czech beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually like a, a Pilsner is made with Saz hops, which is a Czech based hop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they actually make their Pilsner with, but I doubt they actually do theirs with uh, Saz because Saz hops on their own are super boring hops and don't really add a lot of flavor to beer. I think, don't they have a local source for hops? They might. Yeah, they might actually use like the community hops Cause, garden. Yeah, because yeah, there's um, there's a lot, like it, the, the upper Midwest in Minnesota in particular is a really good region for growing hops because it is very similar in climate to the area where hops was naturally kind of formed or happened. I don't know how to say that. I wanted to say created, but. Yeah. So when you look at this one, it's a nice like golden color. There's mm-hmm. a lot of effervescence to it. Um, you know, there's, there's not, um, there's not a real strong aroma on the nose. In fact, um, this one has a real like malt forward aroma to me. Oh, it's really malty. Um, there's a little bit of that orange, a little bit of, like not really orange, maybe like a lemon. Um, it, there's a citrus note yeah. that I can't 
quite taste. By the way, I'm looking at the can, and mm-hmm. it's uh, so the alcohol by volume is 5.4, which is nice. It's a sessionable. What is the IBU? IBU stands for International Bittering Units. Thank you. Which um, is sort of a misleading thing. It basically, an IBU is sort of a scale of bitterness for beer, but a a beer, a beer that has like a high IBU rating still might not actually taste that bitter because of like a, it might use like citrus hops versus you know like a warrior hop which mm-hmm. is really like a high acidic hop you know okay okay at least beer I know nuts. what that means yeah <laughs> that's what nuts. IBU stand for well, all thank right you. stands for not so, stand for so just for those of you who are playing along at home uh, this has an IBU of forty eight mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and give it a nice little uh, one more sniff here with the open mouth inhale. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. What'd you get on that one? Hmm. Um, I just, I get a lot more malt. Yeah, but exactly. But it's, it's more, it, it's, it feels more complex. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, it still... It smells like one of the better beers that I have smelled mm-hmm. that is in this category. Yeah. You know, in the kind of like lighter body, um, you know, lightly carbonated kind yeah. of situation. S- and mm-hmm. it, cause it's, you know, you get your, uh, the, the only, the only beers that I've, and I think I've mentioned this before, but the only beers I've really drank in quantity is like Bushlight yeah. and Pabst. And that's just because it's what I was handed when I was already pretty mm-hmm. ripping drunk. And, um, I didn't really spend any time tasting them. I just consumed and then chased it with something else or like went and had a cigarette or something like that, um, which you should never do. Don't smoke. It's yeah. terrible. And those ones tend to fall under the uh, category of American lager. Yeah. Which, which is, is a category that was created specifically because we made those beers. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it uh, this it has a lot going on but i'm it's just i'm getting so much malt yep and you should i mean and i'm 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 anticipating from the scent of this that i'm gonna get a lot of the like weird hoppy things that i'm not super pleased with yeah, on the back of the you palate probably won't yeah but um you might actually get a little bit more of a corn flavor when you taste it because um a lot of times with uh with these like pilsnery beers they use uh like a like a crystal malt or like a two row, uh, which is doesn't really add a, like a, a lot of complex flavor to it. It just mm-hmm. adds a lot of like a sugar character to it. Okay. So um, when it ferments, it really just gives it like some of that biscuity like mouthfeel and um, not like a lot of like strong flavor, which for you will probably taste a little bit more of like that fermentation flavor that mm-hmm. you're used to. Okay. So let's go ahead and give it a taste. All right. Oh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I figured. Uh, <laughs> that, that was not. Um, oh, ha! Huh. That was a thing. Yeah. Um, so, it tastes very bitter to me, which is funny because this isn't a bitter beer. No. Um, it's. I think part of it is I might have psyched myself to a certain extent into what I was going to expect. Um, there's still just the like fermented weirdness. Mm-hmm. With the malt on the back of the palate, um, the malt is not as sweet. No, on the palate as it is on the nose. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just it's still there. <laughs> try uh, try letting it mellow. Try taking like a sit, sip and just holding it a little bit, just like right. sw- uh, like a nice little swish. Just let it like linger a little bit. 
and let it roll a little bit around on your palate to kind of get like past that like bitter flavor nope. and nope. Um, nope that made it worse no that made it worse that made it worse yeah i, I thought so so what we really need is like for you to tr- we need to we one of these days i need to try like a food pairing with you yeah yeah like i don't know well, and, and, like, the reason that I wanted to try this one is because I've tried a bunch of, like, bitter beers with you, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that maybe trying one that isn't a traditionally bitter beer mm-hmm. would be an interesting experiment, because in the last conversation that you and I had surrounding a bitter beer, mm-hmm. um, the thing that you said you didn't like wasn't really the bitterness of the beer itself, it was the the flavor of the, um, the beer. Yeah. Um... It, uh, I'm trying to explain what is going on in my mouth right now, especially now that the swallowing has happened. Like during mm-hmm. that moment where I was just kind of rolling it around, there was a moment of just kind of like pleasant cold liquid that mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of and like it didn't have a lot have a lot going on. It was just kind of there. It was chilled. It was you know slightly tingly with the carbonation. Um, but as soon as it hit the back of my palate is where it just all fell apart for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it had everything about a beer that I don't appreciate in yeah. a beer. Well, and this is, like, a Pilsner itself is kind of the beer that you rec- you tend, you typically, like, for those of our listeners that are not beer drinkers, um, and I know we've gotten really far away from our German um, restaurant mm-hmm. portion here, but for those of our listeners that are not beer drinkers... Um, a pilsner is typically what you recommend to people who walk into a craft brewery and say, well, I usually drink like a Coors Light or mm-hmm. a Budweiser mm-hmm. because uh, your pilsner is going to have that same flavor that they're used to. Yeah. Um, again, it's just, I don't know how best to describe it without being rude because like it it's one of those things that like it tastes like a good beer mm-hmm. i just don't like it so um cuz i like again i've tasted enough beer at this point that i can taste what is and isn't like a quote unquote good beer it's just that i find so few of them that i enjoy and want to keep drinking yeah, and it's okay to not like this it one it is and it's the same, you know, I have the same thing when I talk about whiskeys with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I have friends that they just, they tried Jack Daniels once and they don't ever want to taste whiskey again. And it's like, but there's so much other stuff going on. And, you know, so I understand being on the other side mm-hmm. of this. It's just that I can't, I can't make my mouth want to this enjoy is this. A, this, is a, this is a beer brad beer. This mm. is the kind of flavor that you would put into a beer brat. Which, okay, like, I like beer brats because you're also, you're cooking away a lot of things mm-hmm. that are the issues that I have, and you're right. leaving just kind of the best parts of the beer. And the flavor that's in this beer, mm-hmm. like, if you, it, go ahead and take another sip, and, okay. and think about, think about that, um, like, uh, that bratwurst kind of flavor. Or even beer cheese soup. Or like beer cheese soup flavor. Mm-hmm. Because um, the this is the kind of beer that you would typically use when you're you're making that kind of thing. And I want to see if you can kind of get that, if you can kind of pick up on that flavor profile. I know you're going to get the other stuff, but see if you can pick up on that flavor profile. 
uh, he, for our audience that Aaron has this really serious like study face on right now, but he also has this like subtle crying face too, um, where like he 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 sort of looks like like he's a little like exasperated. Um, I'm trying so hard. No, I and, and we really appreciate we really appreciate him for this. Oh God, no! It, okay, so. I, I tried to imagine myself eating a sausage while I had that in my mouth, which is just, I had to make you laugh as much as I've been laughing about you describing my my facial expression, because I was, like, studiously trying to, like, make the, uh, like, to get the flavor profile that you were trying to get from me, mm-hmm. and it just, it wouldn't come yeah and then i had my like this is icky face going yep, exactly on. no and and thank you for making the effort so um to kind of take it back to so this this to me this this beer this is a german flavor mm-hmm. um and this is like that traditional flavor that you would kind of, this is one of those traditional german flavored beers mm-hmm. this is that beer that i would have when I go to cast off or when I go to half bra house. Um, and honestly, one of my favorite dishes to get when I go to a German restaurant, um, is the, I actually, honestly, like I really just want to eat like a big plate of spetzel. Oh yeah. Like oversized soft pretzel and spetzel for me Mm -hmm. are like my, my home, my, the, the foods that make me feel at home there. Uh, cause every time, cause it's like, Every time I've gone to Gasthoffs or Gasthoff, I've gotten a pretzel. Yeah. When I went to Hofbra House, I got a pretzel. If I can get a pretzel anywhere, I will get that pretzel. All right. So, um, we promised Maggie, like back in our first few episodes, that we would go to uh the this German brewery that's located pretty in St. Paul. Oh yeah. And we haven't gone there yet. So I think for the next beer that you try, we're going to go there and taste it. Okay. And you're going to taste that beer. Okay. 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 Cool. Luckily, I got a couple episodes before that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You can prepare yourself. And we've already we've already decided on the next drink for the next episode. I'm really stoked about that because it's going to be hard soda that we're going to make ourselves. So stay tuned for that next week. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we've talked a little bit about like the uh, you know like the beer. We've talked about Hofbräuhaus. We've talked about a little bit about Gaststoffs. Um, German beer halls themselves have this thing called a Ratskeller. It's basically like a gathering place for people to gather mm-hmm. and um, drink beer. It's a beer hall, really. Yes. Um, and actually, Summit Brewing, one of the largest breweries in Minnesota, calls their tap room the Ratskeller. Mm-hmm. And it truly is. It's patterned after like a classic German beer hall in that um, there aren't individual tables. It's just long picnic mm-hmm. tables of where you can just sit with other people and drink beer. Yeah. And it's it that is the that is the place where you as a group are intended to sit at this table like you bring four of you there and it's a table for 20 or more. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it's a table for 12, but it's usually not smaller than that. Mm-hmm. And you you are intended to sit with anyone else that happens to be sat in that area or sits down near you. Mm-hmm. 
And it's there to open up conversation and share experiences and have a good time and pass the boot and share foods that you've ordered so that you can have, you know, other things. And, you, you know, because if you each order one dish for the table and they each order one dish for the table, suddenly you've tried 15 different things. Yeah. And that, that's what I love about visiting. Um, I haven't visited Hofbrau House, but mm-hmm. that's what I love about visiting Gasthof is, mm-hmm. you know, you get to try all kinds of different food when you visit. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm actually, so I, I pulled up the menu from Hofbrau House because I was trying to remember if there was like a specific thing that they still have that I okay. had. And the first thing I saw was the uh, the pretzels and cheese. So they have like the, the smaller pretzels. We just, we're going to keep coming back to the pretzels. We, the next... we will, because honestly, my favorite thing too is pretzels and cheese. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Uh, there was a brewery that we, we met up at... Uh, a couple months before we started this podcast yeah. and that pretzel was like half the size of the table that's in mm-hmm. front of us right now and it took four of us to finish yeah it was uh uh the one in northeast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like lion or something so didn't it start with an l no okay whatever we'll talk about it later <laughs> i'm sure we'll talk about it another Udipels? hmm I don't know. We'd have to go back and... Okay. We'll, we'll go search our history. We'll search our history. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll just talk about it in another yeah. episode. Um, but the other thing that came up was the Schw- the Schweinbraten. Oh, yes. Schweinbraten is great. Uh, and it is described as tender, slow-cooked pork roast with vegetable garnish, garnish, dark beer sauce, sauerkraut, and potato dumplings. And dear God, like, if you ever have the chance at something like that, please do. Please do. Mm-hmm. It's... You know, I I would have a lot of time where I would just end up mispronouncing most of the things that are on here. Um, oh, and the strudel. I, def- I definitely had the strudel you when I was there. You have to have strudel. Yeah. Um, but it's German food is like hearty, hardworking people's food. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these things are also, you know, we had versions of this when I was growing up because I have very Germanic grandparents on my dad's parents' sides. Um, a very Irish parents or Irish grandparents on my mom's side. So, uh, between the German, Irish, and Norwegian heritage, I was built for drinking. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, but it, there's so many, it's just, it's a great time. Like you go to a place like this, it's even in kind of like stuffy areas, like you get loosened up by enough liquor and you just, interact with people that you never otherwise would and get to just have a blast oh yeah and then if you go to Gastoff and it's a friday night or a saturday night then you go downstairs to the 21 plus yeah, the bar, color bar and they stop playing polka and then they start playing it just becomes a regular nightclub yeah after a while which is really fun yeah it's such a great time um the final thing that i want to talk about and this is just my inner beer nerd coming out is the reinheitsgebot mm-hmm. um so Beer brewing is something that's near and dear to my heart. I have hops and barley tattooed on my right arm. And um, the Reinheitsgebot is a German purity law when it comes to beer brewing. Mm-hmm. It states that only that beer has to be brewed only using only three ingredients, which are... Oh, God. Um, it's, was water one of them? Yes. Okay. Um, and it not it like... Cold water. No, cold, it, no yep, it's, yep. It's water, barley, and hops. Okay. Or water, wheat, and hops, depending on you know what interpretation you have. 
Um, because I, I went, yeah. like, I, I overthought the hell out of it too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And um, it, it's such, it's it was so, it's, like, such a weird thing at the time, like, to think about that. Like, they didn't, they didn't think about, like, you know, interdict interjecting any other things into their mm-hmm. beer that other like cultures or brewers were doing mm-hmm. which is why their beer tastes so boring when you drink it i mean well i mean aaron to aaron all beer has <laughs> sort of an off flavor but it's, it's exciting in its own terrifying way for me um but it, it's also one of when those you, traditional styles i should tra- say traditional styles it, it it is also though um you know beer brewing was something that it was one of the only ways to get potable liquid and nutrients to people um who didn't have access to clean water um especially because you know with your ales that are boiled um and brewed hot uh, like this, the loggers, and this is this is a lot of like information that I have gleaned from other people. But it's like loggers are are cold cold fermented, um, but it's usually from like a very specific spring that has a very clear source of of fresh water. Ales are then boiled uh, and then add like with the, the hot fermenting, and that really kills off a lot of the issues in the water that would cause people to be sick. And that would make sense in that sense that the Rheinheitsgebot would exist because you want to make sure that people are not getting ill. Did we make a mistake in how we talked about our beer law? Do you want to correct us? Do you want to be pedantic about how we talk about beer? Do you want to correct my pronunciation on anything German? Well, then you can email us, fans at travelbyproxy.com. Leave a comment on our Facebook page, or go ahead and leave a comment comment, a comment on our blog. <laughs> the Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now, now We're, we're Talking by, by Jerris. Copyright 2015, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you Walking enjoyed it and you we and wish you a look out your window. And rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces. All the people that you love